0: Thanks for doing the 10 minute uh, tips podcast with me today and usually it's myself doing the tips but it's going to be good for the listeners to have uh, someone with such a, a, a background and pedigree as yourself so Rob give us your 5 top tips for triathletes whether it be for beginners or a Kona qualifier or Ironman doesn't matter your 5
1: top tips uh, I think the first one would have to be uh when I did my first Ironman I saw just before I did my first Ironman a friend of mine did his first one and he went out and did 3 or 4 minutes slower than his target time he then aimed to break 11 hours and did 11.03 or 11.04 and was disappointed for weeks afterwards and I remember coming away thinking there's no way i am going to go and do what at that point was going to be the biggest thing I'd ever done and be disappointed with finishing it so i think for me and for anyone that i'm coaching or talking to the most important thing when you're going out to do your first race or your first iron particularly the big ones uh, is just go out to enjoy the experience and numbers don't necessarily mean all that much you can have a really hot day or a really windy day which throws your numbers out and then all of a sudden your experience is bad just because you've missed an arbitrary number that you've picked out of the sky mm, mm. so try and enjoy the experience of it as opposed to setting a number on and basing your your happiness on a, a number you know yeah yeah, very good very good
0: so that's your, your first tip tip, uh, tip two tip two Putting you under it's pressure here probably going right.
1: to be mostly iron based I suppose uh, second one is start way slower than you think you should um, my first not my first Ironman my third Ironman but the first one that I raced uh, the rule I was given in terms of pacing myself was I wasn't allowed to race the bike until 50k and I wasn't allowed to race the run until 10k so I had to treat the 50k as a warm up for a 130k race and I had to treat the 10k as a warm up for a 30k race and I didn't blow up I I it just had the best race I've ever done. Uh, And the second race, the next race I did after that, I thought, well, if that strategy worked so well, if I just go a little bit faster, I'll go, you know, I'll go even better, and of course you don't. (laughs) You go a little bit faster and you blow up. But I think learning that lesson early on, starting way slower than you think you should. And it's much, much, much easier than you think it should be, because you're so fresh and you're so fit and you're so rested after your taper that by the time you get to the start of the bike everything feels so easy and yeah. it's so easy to push yourself just a little bit too hard for the first 30 or 40 or 50 minutes and and then back off but that does so much damage at the end of the day so yeah. start way slower than you think you should you know if you lose five minutes on your bike but don't walk a kilometer at a run you walk 1k at a run you've lost more than five minutes so if yeah. you can keep moving the whole way through by pacing it properly it makes a huge difference very good very good okay tip number three uh long distance again um race your own race um the good people that i've gotten to know a lot of the kona people they they don't really start racing until the end Mm. but then they don't stop racing until they cross the finish line and most people who do an iron man do it the other way around they start racing at the start and they stop racing way before the end um, so the good people know that in an ironman the race like the kona guys the race doesn't start until the last 10k very yeah. often and very often it doesn't start until the last couple of k mm-hmm. my first qualifying i passed the last qualifying slot i passed the guy on the way into the finishing shoot wow. and took the slot off him with 50 metres to go or less 20 metres to go uh, Alan and and a friend of mine got on the podium in Kona by passing the guy in the last couple of hundred metres the race the finish line is when you cross the finish line you don't stop racing you have no idea what's happening in front of you or behind you mm-hmm. and that's the hardest time to race is when you're really in a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort yeah, yeah. and it's the hardest thing to do to start off slowly enough so wait don't react to what people are doing early on race at the end. Very good, very good. Tip number four? Um, oh, I'm running out of them now. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, you don't have that in front prac- of you. So. Practice, practice your stuff. So, one of the things that I used to hear as a beginner all the time, and I never understood it, well, when you hear something often enough if you think you know it, but I didn't really know what it meant, I suppose, until I, I went and learned it myself. And what I mean by that is, the nutrition thing we're all told go out and practice your nutrition but i think the second part of that is you need to practice your nutrition as you're going to do it on race day mm-hmm. so for me when i started to practice new nutrition in a session that replicated what i was going to do on race day so when i was doing long bike rides but not just like in the beginning when you're going out and you're riding you're just riding for five or six hours to get fit enough to do that as i started to get fitter that i was trying to race or hit certain targets or times you needed to be eating like you were going to eat on race day at the intent and you needed to be riding at the intensity so that you're replicating and we see people all the time who go and they do their their Ironman and they say I have dreadful problems with nutrition and I've been using the same stuff Mm, all mm, the mm. way in the lead up to it and very often it's because they haven't practiced in the way that they're going to take it on race day so they've eaten enough for the intensity that they're training at, but they're not training at the intensity they're gonna race at. So some of your your training needs to be at race intensity, and that's when you need to practice your food and your mm. nutrition. And then you need to learn from that. So if you if you practice your food and, you, and your nutrition, you think, oh, that all went well, but you're starving afterwards, then maybe you need to eat more. Yeah. So the practice and the, the nutrition and the pacing practice needs to be very purposeful in training. There needs to be really specific targets what you're trying to learn. And, again, they were very valuable lessons for me to learn. And I learned most of those from the first coach I worked with, the pacing and the nutrition. I learned them early on. I think they were a big part of why I accelerated reasonably quickly yeah. in the first couple of races.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great tip,
1: actually, yeah. And final tip? Never stop. Don't give up right to the very end. Uh, like I said, that this, the first time I qualified, I... Um, no sorry the second time i qualified i had okay slightly different tip it doesn't matter what happens in your race you keep on going Mm. all the good people that i know all the fast people all the Kona qualifiers all the pros if you stop them at the end of the race and ask them after they've won the race or qualified for kona or won an age group ask them how did their day go every single one of them will tell you of several things that went wrong during the race. Every one of them. And you look at them and you think they're perfect, they just won. And they'll all tell you I had a cramp or the food went wrong or I lost my bottle or I had a puncture or something went wrong. In my second qualification, um, I was in the best shape I'd ever been in. I went to the UK and in the back of my head, I thought I was there to win the age group. I I was really in good shape. And I knew I was much faster than the previous year and I got out of the water at a decent swim and two kilometres out of transition I punctured and I needed a replacement tyre as well as a tube. I was 10 minutes to the side of the road before I got going again so any thoughts of qualifying any thoughts of winning the age group were gone probably any thoughts of qualifying were gone and it was very difficult to control myself and race properly at that stage Mm. and probably went a bit too hard on the bike blew up a bit in the run but kept on pushing and kept on chasing it and A big part of the keep on chasing it was Ash was stood at the side of the road and I wasn't willing to quit after she'd put so much into getting me there. And I kept on going. And that was the day that I caught your man and passed him for the last slot going into the finish shoot. So at about 10 or 15k to go, I think I was in 13th or 14th and made up seven or eight places at the back end of the race. So it doesn't matter when things go wrong you need to just adapt and keep on going. Particularly in Ironman, everybody, every single person, every two thousand, every one of the 2,000 athletes that's out there has problems on the day. Every one of them, the guys that are winning, the guys who come 10th, the guys who come 2,000, mm-hmm. they will all encounter some point in the race when something goes wrong mechanically or something goes wrong pacing-wise or it's too hot for them or it's too cold for them or their suit rips or you know, something goes wrong and the people who do well are the people who cope with those and keep on going. And, and don't let it affect their head. And we see people all the time who come in after the Ironman and you'd be chatting to them afterwards and you asked them how they went and they say, oh, I went great up until 150K on the bike and I dropped my bottle and the whole day was over at that stage and sure, I, I just I, I just jogged in the run, you know, or whatever. And that's nothing to do with what happened I'm dropping the nutrition on the bike. That's to do with the way they reacted to that, you know? So how you react To the problems on race day have a much bigger effect on the outcome than the problems themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a 10 or 12 or 14 hour day, we all have mistakes and problems and things go wrong. So it's just a matter of reacting to those well. And when you learn how to react to those well, your days get much better. Yeah,
0: super advice, Rob. That's my favourite tip of the five, actually. Yeah, one that uh, I try and live by as well myself. So, no, Rob, again, thanks so much and appreciate you uh, giving us those tips for anybody listening. Um, again, Rob is the owner of Wheelworks Bike and Tri Shop. So, for all your kind of triathlon needs, really? go go shop at uh, Rob's Wheelworks. That's where I get all my stuff, where I've gotten all my bikes and turbo trainers, everything, and it's the best of gear. So, again, Rob, thanks so much, mate. Thanks very much, dear. <laughs>